The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. I'm Jolly the Bear, and as always, my tag team partner, the blade to my butcher. butcher. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Mark? Are you okay? All right, yourself? Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's been a really uh, interesting few weeks uh, of uh, wrestling since our last show. Um, so before we get into it, let's uh, let everyone know about uh, who we are and what we do. So we are the Baron Chalky T Wrestling Recap. Um, we, as I said in the intro, what we normally do each and every month is we get together and talk about what's been going on in AEW and Impact Wrestling. Uh, we discuss uh, what we'd like to see, what's been going on, rumors, just basically everything that you that uh, we can think of. Um, um, yeah, and share it with you, the public. So mm-hmm. we are relatively a new uh, podcast. However, we've been friends and colleagues for quite a while as part of uh, the Tumble Clams podcast, which we do with the other members of the Brood. They all have their own little uh, podcast as well. Uh, and we are actually part of a bigger network, which is the uh, Jonna's uh, Podcasting Network. Now, if you're new to this or unsure what this is this is a um hub of wrestling uh content youtubers and podcasters that have a place to uh collectively get together and showcase or should i say uh the podders uh, the john uh john's wrestling uh podcast network has a um area to showcase the best of what there is out there for wrestling um content uh, we've got people from the UK, uh, Canada, America. Uh, we've got over uh, 30 podcast um, groups now, which is brilliant. Um, and as I said, there's something on there for everyone, uh, whether you like uh, weekly reviews, watch-alongs, uh, interviews, or just staff stuff like us. Obviously, we'll get better as we get on, uh, but we're relatively new uh, to do this on our own. So, um, yeah, Um We'll have the uh, link in the description below to find out where our uh, our podcast is, as well as the actual um, network itself. So, whether, as I said, whether you like Impact, AEW, Ring of Honor, uh, no matter what, um, there's something on there for everyone. So, as I said, after you've listened to us, go check it out in the link below and enjoy some fantastic content on there. Okay? So, back to us now. So, yeah... Um, it's been about it's been roughly four weeks since we last got together for our debut show, uh, where we did a bit of a bumper episode talking about what's been going on in Impact and AEW over the last uh, twelve to fourteen months since, uh, unfortunately, the world caught fire at that time, and we're coming hopefully to the end of it, um, especially in the UK where we'll be able to see uh, UK wrestling um, live, which is going to be good, but. Um, we're going to get back to what we do, which is talk Impact Wrestling and AEW. Um, so I'm going to start first. Uh, I basically run the, and look after the Impact side of it. Obviously, we'll go through some of the stuff, and I'm going to ask uh, Chris his um, opinion on certain things. So without further ado, welcome. So we're going to start... Um, oh, shall, we, shall I say we can't start talking about Impact Wrestling since... Uh, the historic pay-per-view uh, that happened a few weeks ago, which was Rebellion, uh, where we saw debuts, of course, 
and the main event, which was uh, Rich Swan taking on Kenny Omega uh, in a winner-takes-all match. Um, so let's run through what happened within the show. Um, Ace Austin defended his X Division Championship against former champion X, uh, TJP and the walking we- uh, weapon Josh Alexander in what was a fantastic match. Uh, personally, I could watch all three of these all day as they've got bags of talent and all three of them, no matter whether they're wrestling themselves or other people, uh, can keep you glued to the screen. Um, and yeah, it was, as I said, um, much love for all three of these guys there. Fantastic um, to keep that X Division um, prominent and mm. um, in the eye of people that should be watching it. Um, again, it's not, if you've not ever seen the X Division, it's basically the cruiserweights. Um, however, um, they don't really have much of a um, weight restriction like they used to do. So you get you can get a mixture of everything, which is quite good, and it, it actually works really well. So you're never always going to get the same type of match every time you watch them. Um, yeah, and the champ um, the champion got uh, beat, and we have a new champ, which is the walking weapon, uh, Joss Alexander. Um, fantastic. I think he deserves it. Um, he's done fantastic for the company, especially being part of the North uh, as tag team champions with um, Ethan Page. Um, and, yeah, uh, he's, he's doing it really well. And he's already posting videos with him wearing it at the gym, which is actually really cool. I, I tweeted him saying, you know, he's that new gym belt. And he was like, it's a bit big, but, you know, uh, I'll make it work. So I, I actually uh, quite like that. And the fact that they all three of them interact with their um, on social media when people praise them or even if they ask why you do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, so top marks to them. Um, Violence by Design took on uh, Saban, Storm, Willie Mack and Eddie Edwards. But uh, as we know, Eric Young um, is, hurt, is out hurt. So for a one-time only uh, team member, uh, we got the debut of former Big Cass. Uh, which was W. Morrissey, and he looked mint. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, he's looked after himself. He's got better. He's clearly um, been fighting his demons, and it's helped. Um, obviously, it, before Andy was at a show that uh, Gallows and Anderson was doing, which showed showcase some impact stars, so he already knew some of them to start with. But um, he was he was absolutely immense in this. He looked brilliant. Um, the match uh, itself, um, everyone took their turns to taking uh, charge. Um, however, Morrissey, Morrissey um, was the standout in this match, uh, hitting Mac with a big boot and getting the pin, which was uh, which was actually really cool to have him as uh, debuting in that. Um, so yeah, uh, and as we'll talk about later on, um, hopefully we're going to see him for quite a bit now. Uh, we had Brian Myers defeat uh, Matt Condona, uh, obviously a long-time friends, um, tag team partners, everything like that. Um, this has been going backwards and forwards quite a bit. Uh, it was nice to see a, a blow-off match between them two now. Um, however, Myers played up the uh, heel uh, character very well and used the emotional uh, strain and pull between them both to get that ultimate win. Um Obviously, we'll see what goes on down the line, but I think uh, it was a good match, whoever won that one. So um, I have no problems with that. Um, 
Rachel Ellering made her debut for the company as the mystery partner for uh, Jordan Grace um, as they took on Fire and Flavor um, of Hogan and Steels for the t- uh, Knockouts Tag Title, uh, which they end up winning. Um, um, all I can say about this was that all four of them are fantastic in the ring. Um, one thing that I did read about, which I completely agree, and I'm happy that she's re-signed, is that Jordan Grace doesn't get the credit that mm. she has uh, she and the for the amount of talent she has and there was speculation as we've talked about before that she may have uh, not be re-signing in may uh, obviously we are recording in may and just this past week it's been announced that she has re-signed which is brilliant uh, she states that there's still a lot to do in impact uh, but clearly you, you know that uh, and it's a multi-year deal and you knew that other people other companies would have been nipping at the heels so uh, Impact have lost a couple of stars, but if we're going to build on the fantastic women uh, women's knockout division, they need to still keep somebody with that um, diversity and difference with other people um, for people to keep an eye on it. Uh, and I, yeah, I thought this match was brilliant. I thought I've got no issues with it at all, and I and it's nice to see them take, picking up the win. Um, we saw Sally Callahan uh, taking on Trey Miguel in a last stand standing match in what was uh, a fantastic feud over the last several weeks. Uh, we saw partnerships with two in them both um, on previous weeks of impact. Uh, it crumbled. Obviously, Trey Miguel was playing the mind games. Um, and ultimately, Trey got the win uh, after uh, getting back to his feet and, Trey, and um, Callahan slipping. So he actually didn't get to the... T- to his to his feet in the fight uh, in by the ten count, um, I can watch these two all day. Uh, Trim McGill is fantastic wrestler. Sammy Callan is just so unique that he can work with anyone, and um, he can bring out the best in people, no matter who they are and who he is fight feuding with. I think he's really good for that. So um, yeah, it's 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 looking good for them too. Uh, the Good Brothers took on Finn Juice uh, for the tag titles uh, uh, in a rematch. In what was a belter of a match, which saw Finjuice uh, retain the gold. Um, Finjuice were playing the babyface uh, role, which it suits them, especially against uh, the Good Brothers. And um, yeah, it was what it is. Um, I'm surprised with uh, Finjuice keeping the belt, but um, belt, sorry. But hopefully that will be something that the company is looking for as we'll see and talk about when we look at the main event in a minute. Um, Perrazzo uh, defended and defeated the challenge of uh, Tenniel Dashwood in a great match. Um, t- uh, Diona is a fantastic champion for the company. Um, it's fantastic mm-hmm. uh, signing for them, and she's been on a roll since she came over from uh, WWE. Um, should uh, If Impact isn't already proud, they should be as I've already briefly said in the tag match uh, of their incredible knockouts division, because um, there is somebody there for everyone, um, especially like we, the likes of um, Rosemary on there as well. Um, after the match, we saw Kimberly and Perazzo uh, continue to beat down on Dashwood, which would then uh, see the return of a former knockouts champion, uh, Taylor Wilde. Yeah. Um, we've not seen her for quite a long time, a number of years. Um and having seen her uh, wrestle um, Kimberly and Susan over the last 
two weeks on uh, Impact tapings. Um, she doesn't look like she's Mr. B at all. She looks fantastic. Um, she's still got that fiery spark in her. Uh, you can clearly see she loves the business and loves what she does. And um, fingers crossed, I think they may be pushing it towards a uh, match against uh, Deanna in the future. However, she clearly is playing the coward uh, angle, which has resulted in her potentially seeing a match between um uh oh my brain's gone Matt the doubt havoc and um I think it's Rosemary. So mm-hmm. I might be wrong with that so I apologize. Uh my brain's just gone to mush. Um yeah and then uh, we went on to what is the historic match that we've not seen uh between two brands. Obviously we've seen people hold belts like Kurt Angle holding belts from around the different promotions. We saw a winner-take-all uh, main event between Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. Yeah. Now, um, we were told in the press conference that they would be a winner, so we weren't going to see a DQ. We weren't going So one person was going to walk away with a belt. Unfortunately, it was only ever going to go one way. <laughs> I'm sorry, but as much as I love Rich Swan and everything like that, I think for me... It's the right way to put the belt on uh, Kenny Omega. Um, now, I appreciate they aren't really promoting the belts on AEW, but it's not. My personal point of view is it's not meant to be that. Mm. The Kenny Omega storyline as a character is bigger than AEW and Impact. Yes. Which is the reason why we named our title of today's show, The Collector. Yeah. Um, it's bigger than both of them. Yeah. Um, now, you could sit there and say, well, you know, he's it's an AEW star, he's got the belt. Yeah, that's you, you're correct, and it's, a, it's not a good thing to do. However, according to pay-per-view buys, this is the biggest yeah. pay-per-view. It's four times more than Hard to Kill, which was Kenny Omega's debut. It's crazy. Yeah, the last time anything like this was that big was when Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe was on it. That just gave goosebumps. Honestly, that gave me goosebumps hearing those figures. I was like, wow. You know? yeah. Since we've had figures like that. Now, Impact isn't as big as it used to be. We know that. So more people are going to be on the product then. But the fact that even if AEW's main goal... Oh, sorry. Only if Impact's main goal is for for this brand thing is to get more eyes on the product on a pay-per-view is fine the weekly shows don't matter it's the pay-per-view buys Mm -hmm. which is what we talked about last time regarding the revolution for AEW it's if they can get that buy and they can get people talking then people will tune in Mm -hmm. that's ultimately what it is gone are the days where you used to tune in every week the whole network system is completely changed how it is. It's all about who pays for uh, um, for the show, and it clearly shows that. Uh, now they could turn around and say, "Well, it's it's only Kenny Omega, yeah," but if he put an extra fifty thousand people in that viewing, that's mm-hmm. extra fifty thousand people. That's brilliant. I'm I'm not going to knock it. Now. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to knock it at all. Um, before we go on to the next bit, I just want to get you 
uh, your opinion on uh, either the main event or any of the matches that I've gone through. So what have you thought? The whole event, to be honest, yeah, I'd only really seen the main event um, because, again, I'm that fan that gets drawn in by Kenny Omega's involvement. You know, so that is the proof, isn't it, in the pudding? But I've become very aware of a lot of stars and talent through the past and more recently, you know, we're doing this for you. And some of the talent, I wanted to talk a little about X Division, yeah, and the walking weapon as well. As you mentioned, former, you know, tag team partner, Ethan Page, it's really good to see that they're both doing quite well now. And it's true of that social interaction. They're very good with their fans, you know, Page as well. Um, So it's really good to see that X Division get a a good, worthy champion. Not that the previous one wasn't, it's it's again yeah the the strengths of impact has always been to um use its uh, knockouts division and the x division to kind of you know put it on an equal footing and as you've rightly pointed out arguably they're the um strongest parts of of the show you know that's where the homegrown talent really shines isn't it so sounds like a really good card really great to see morrissey or, or big Cass uh back in action you know we all know he's had a real struggle he did look great. He looked fantastic. I mean, he can be quite intimidating, uh, to be honest. And again, that highlights the, the the benefit of the X division, not necessarily having a weight division or weight class on it, you know, because it does feel like anyone can turn up at any time, especially at the moment. So, yeah, sounds like a top to bottom, really good show. Uh, again, they're playing to their strengths. But the main event itself, you, you were spot on. I think there was, to, to argue points slightly, I think there was only ever going to be two, uh, two ways it was going to go. We initially debated, didn't we, a kind of screwy finish that would allow both champions to walk away. But they rightly came out and said there will be a winner. Uh, so they kind of had to stick to that. Yeah. Um, and then what we saw was Omega walk away. And it did feel inevitable. I think no one knew, that, no one thought that Swan was ever going to beat Omega and take that title. Because it's almost too soon in this storyline for him to have a loss, isn't it? You know, he is the collector at the moment. And to, to fail at that point when he's not even lost the AEW title, you know, would seem almost counterproductive. And there's more longevity in the heel champion being unsurped and chased by the face challenger. If Rich Swan would have beaten Omega, um, that would have been it for the impact involvement in, a, in, in that title picture. So you think there's no, like, long term in that, really. And it would have made... Yeah, Kenny's too hot right now, basically. He's on fire. You know, you can't douse that out. It's too soon for that. And yes, you look at it as a blow for impact. But as you said, the ratings is what counts, and that's what they've got. And if Swan would have won, great. But then Omega might have gone back with his tail between his legs. You might not have seen him again. And then who would be interested in, in carrying on that story? So, yeah, I think absolutely the right decision. As much as it must hurt kind of, you know, Swan and Impact, let's not forget, this is a business. It's not real. You know, uh, ultimately, that's what counts, isn't it? The, the pay-per-view figures. And you, it's incredibly exciting to see four times, you know, the, the previous, to be honest. So it's really good. It should put to... It should put to bed any doubts that Omega is a big draw. Um, and, yeah, he's he's done really well that they both have. Really good work leading up to it as well. There was a real intensity, you know, and they, they built it up slowly. So really good match. Please, Omega, I am going to talk a little about Omega. Um, but, yeah, um, in the end, completely the right decision, you know. So can I, before I go on to my next bit, can I just ask you, obviously, we are, we've obviously got Omega coming over to Impact. Do you think they should have pushed more of Rich Swan over onto AEW? 
Yes, yeah, I did like the press conference they had, but equally that could have been held at AEW. You know, you could have had Tony Khan say, look, you come over, I'll host you. I'm the big dog, I'm going to lay it all out for you. If you come here, we have a press conference, you know, my conference would be better than yours anyway. You know, there was, there was a complete angle there, and you, you're spot on there, Jolly, where they could have had Rich Swan come over and almost been like showing around and be like, look, Rich, you know, this is where the big boys play. This is what you could be, you know, this is what our champion is. So it would have been really nice yeah. to see. And yeah, it, it, even have that smirk of like yeah. if he walks away, the camera still pans on him, which we've seen so many times in promos. Yeah. And he's like, "This could be mine one day." Yeah, and so that just that that yeah. would be brilliant. Yeah, because it, it throws doubt in, not doubt, but it throws it. It builds that character. Even even if he was gonna w- lose, it doesn't matter. It just like we've seen it on many weeks where you know they're gonna get beat at a pay per view, but they'll do the they'll do a win the previous week. Mm-hmm. Because the, it's very rare that you see someone win at the pay, um, the week before and then yeah. win at pay per view. That's just how uh, that's just how the the blueprint of wrestling always is, mm-hmm. uh, unless they're building and building and building to something. Like obviously, as we've talked about with Omega, um, it's very rare that you see someone just constant continuously on a steamroller. Yeah. So, but yeah. So um, with Rebellion under um, in. Uh, Packed away in in the, in the uh, into bed. We've uh, move on to Under Siege, which takes place on Saturday, fifteenth of May, and we've already got a few matches um, put up with it. Uh, put up with it. Apologies. Um, put down uh, and announced. So we're going to see uh, Brian Myers versus uh, Black Taurus. Now, <laughs> it sounds a bit weird, but basically where this came from was that we had a. Um, rematch between uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers um, from Rebellion uh, with the winner uh, getting into the six-way number one contenders match to basically be the next opponent for Kenny Omega. Now, Brian Myers was uh, unsuccessful, so he went on a tirade backstage uh, but then was confronted by Rosemary of the of Decay, who, who claimed that Myers's ego was the reason uh, why he lost. Um, as tensions rose, uh, fellow Decay member uh, Black Taurus put Myers in his place, um, and basically that's where this has stemmed from. And they're basically going to build to this match at, uh, under siege. Uh, we then uh, have a announcement from basically it's a. Willie Mack will face um, Morrissey um, in a one-on-one uh, in one-on-one action. Uh, so basically, what had happened? Where this has come from? Uh, it's it stemmed from the Rebellion pay-per-view, uh, where Morrissey took uh, Willie Mack out with a boot and got the pin. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also seen Morrissey come out on stay uh, on Impact and basically state that uh, he's here to sort out the problem in impact uh, he hasn't specified who he's basically said there's just that there's just rubbish he's, there's just rubbish in the back that he needs to address and sort uh, and one of these people um uh unbeknownst why uh he set a out uh on back um, and he said he's going to put him through the same agony that he suffered over the last several years. Now, take into a, uh, take that as a pinch of salt. Take that as a stab at a previous company. 
<laughs> you don't know. It's it, it, it's a mixture of all sorts. So Mac has laid down the challenge uh, of saying, well, come and face me one-on-one. And Morrissey has accepted it. So we're going to actually see that match take place at Under Siege. Um, we then had a... Basically, it's a six. We've had six qualifying matches to uh, have a number one contender, uh, as I said, uh, to Kenny Omega's title. Mm. Now, originally, it was um, addressed by Scott Demore that um, there would no be no rematch uh, for Rich One, uh, and we're going to have a new uh, a new Number one contender um, crowned under siege in a six-way match on the 15th of May. Um, However, on that night, he did state that if Kenny Omega did not show up uh, by the end of Impact, we would actually be having it to crown a new champion. Now, as we saw, uh, Kenny Omega turned up because he's not going to want to lose that belt in the fashion that he did. So we had six number one contenders, uh, contenderships, um, where we saw, um, we saw the likes of, um, my brain's just gone now, sorry. Uh, um, attorney, uh, Chris Bay, uh, is now in it. Uh, Saban, uh, Matt Callahan, uh, sorry, Sammy Callahan, Matt Cardona, Trey Miguel and Moose. Uh, this came from Saban beating Rhino. Trey mm-hmm. beating uh, Rio, uh, Moose beating Storm, uh, Chris Bay uh, beating J- uh, Jake Something in what was a belting match. I have much respect and I love Jake Something. Sammy Callum beat uh, Eddie Edwards and, as I said earlier, Matt Cardona uh, beating Myers. So they are uh, participants. Uh, one of those uh, will walk away the champ- uh, winner and take on um, Kenny Omega in a future show. Um, putting it out there, out of them six, who would you pick? Or who would you who would you pick the company and who would you like? It's really quite hard. And I, first of all, I like that they've justified their inclusion. There's nothing worse than they just get like a random six-pack of challenges and go, there you go. You know, like I like that they've justified how each of them's got into there. I've always quite fancied seeing Sammy Callahan get involved in AEW uh, business somehow. But really, ideally, I would have seen him against Moxley. Um, so possibly Callahan would be a good pick. Um, did they say why Swan wasn't getting a rematch? Was it just because he's had a shot? Because it, it basically, because it was a title versus title match. That's right. it. That's it. Okay, yeah. Uh, it, 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 was, it was just literally, you've had your chance, you lost, and... Because he's the collector, I don't know. It was just, he's, I'm, I'm just, I'm. There's no rematch clause, so sorry, mate. Yeah, and that's probably right, isn't it? You know, like the way it ended, it was no screwy finish. It was a clean finish, wasn't it, for the most part? So yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. So possibly Callahan. It, it's difficult to say really because Omega's got so many opponents potentially coming up in AAA and AEW. You know, it's hard to pick which one would make a better event than the others. Really, I mean, for for Impact again, it's difficult to see anyone. <laughs> the only thing you could do, I suppose, is the classic kind of heel 
face swap where you have a transitional champion because they don't want to go down the same route again. So it could be someone who wins it from Omega to set something up with someone from Impact. You know what I mean? So they wouldn't have like a, a I can't think of an example. I mean, I think they did it with like Mick Foley a couple of times back in the day where sometimes you have someone win the belt just to avoid one particular matchup and set up a more traditional which will face. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll do it the other way. The Miz. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. And that's a perfect example. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Recently we've... Um... Yeah, yeah. so you know you can avoid certain like matchups. So, you know, if someone, I don't think any one of those guys, and it's no disrespect to him, could win it off Omega. But yeah, I think if they, if he was to lose it, it might be to set up something else. So thinking of further ahead, I suppose it's to think who would win it back to then have an impact for you again. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I couldn't call it really because thinking long term, it's difficult to think of them not losing either, isn't it? You know. Yeah. So, I mean, for for me, um, I think. Because you've got Moose's contract running up in June. Yes. Um, I think Moose would be a good pick. Uh, if we go with, if we, if I pick someone completely different from you, so we don't mm. go out down the same route, I think Moose would be a good pick, seeing as though he's a former TNA champion, where obviously he lost that when they did the title title with Rich yeah. Swan. Yeah. Um, Chris Bay, um, again, it's all of them are fantastic wrestlers, but who is more of a, pardon to use the pun, yeah. an impact yeah. for Kenny Omega to potentially go, ooh, bugger. Uh, and the, the only one I can, the only people I can think of, like you said, is Sammy Carhan, Moose, mm-hmm. and potentially Matt Cardona. Moose uh, was involved in the tag match, wasn't he, before, you know, he, he you know, part of it. So there was that little bit of history there. Matt Cardona would be very interesting. And again, but is he at, I don't know, I still don't see him at a certain level. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think that's the the tag he's always got in his entire life. Isn't it? But the, the only reason I'm thinking him is because obviously he was on AEW. Yes. And, depend, and depending on how they write this story feud yeah. for the next person to win, um, it could into interweave all that like they've done in the past with uh, previous um, storylines for people where they've taken stuff from years ago and in, intertwined it. It's, as you said, it's it's six of all six of them are fantastic, mm. and it's really really hard to actually pick who I would see. Not, I don't think anyone else better, and not Kent, they're going to beat Kenny Omega. But who is the better of the six to be a threat yes. to Omega? If we're going to if we're going to do it down that route, who's going to be a threat? Because um, sorry, I was going to say now that you've seen Swan lose, it's going to be difficult to build up another credible threat, isn't it? You know, so yeah, that person has to be even more credible, you know, than Rich Swan was, which is tricky, isn't it? So yeah, it's it's really hard to build someone up and get those pay per view buys, kind of knowing that yeah, they're probably going to lose, and that's a real art, isn't it? No one quite knew what was going to happen in the Swan one, you know, even though we thought it might be a little predictable, it wasn't quite sure. But well, yeah, we've already they've already announced. Um, their next show's coming up. Uh, so we've got um, Against All Odds in June, and then we've got Slammiversary in July. Yeah. Now, me personally, I can see them holding off the the Kenny Omega match till Slammiversary and make it a yeah. big thing. Yeah. Um, and not taking anything away from uh, Against All Odds. But like we talked about on a previous uh, episode um, about um, Britt Baker and um, Sheena, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit, yeah. uh, we actually uh, said that that the, where, when they're going to happen, 
Mm. It was actually we were bang on right with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We were right with where we 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 would yeah. expect them to do that. Um, and then finally, we've got uh, a, knock- a knockout um, tag team uh, rematch between um, Grace and Ellering and Fire and Flavor. Uh, obviously, they've got their rematch clause, so they're going to push pour it onto uh, Under Siege, and so they'll need to put it on Impact uh, because they've got enough um, stories and enough talent on there to bulk it out, building mm-hmm. up to the next pay per view show. So, um, so yeah, uh, and then obviously. Finally, uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, mm. uh, the bullet, uh, the semi bullet club, if you want to call it, will take on um, Finn Juice and Eddie Edwards. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. what promises to be a belter of a match. Now, um, I'm surprised at this because obviously um, Eddie Edwards uh, uh, and obviously the other team, uh, the other members of the uh, Impact faced good brothers and everyone else like that before i'm surprised that eddie edwards is in this but then i'm also uh over over people but as we've now got certain people in the um like sammy callahan if sammy if eddie edwards had gone in i'd have assumed sammy sally sammy callahan would have been in this basically whoever's not in the six-pack challenge now filled that slot to fit with free juice and i think eddie edwards is really really good fit especially um to take on the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega, so um, yeah, what what you expecting with that one? Yes, I mean I'll talk to you in a minute about the whole Good Brother situation because I've got a few wrinkles with it. I think that I'm not quite sure about, but yeah, it should be a good match. There's been a lot of six man matches um, recently involving Omega and the Good Brothers, so there will be they work like clockwork, you know. Like so, that side of things absolutely fine, and yeah, no doubt, like six man tags are always entertaining. <sighs> Again, difficult to see, like, well, it would be nice to, for Impact to get some ground back, wouldn't it? You know, really. But again, does this mean what if the team of Omega, Gallows and Anderson win? Does that mean Gallows and Anderson get another title shot of Finjuice? You know, and so this is my question to you, really. Yeah. Like, I put on um, social media, I would have liked to have seen the Good Brothers win the, the titles back just to then have all the gold with the Bullet Club Elite. You know, so you've got Young yeah. Bucks, well, you know, and I thought, surely they're going to do that. So now you've got a situation where Impact is um, almost lost its tag belts and its heavyweight title, haven't you? So I, I don't know, like, I don't know how you feel about it. Again, it's good for pay-per-view buys. But how do you feel about two belts now being, you know, almost in represented by two different companies? And yeah. and Anderson probably have that back at some point, although you could argue they're not on Impact as much either. So... I don't know. Uh, for, for me, um, they, they've they've done this. They've done this before, where um, they've taken the focus off of the main titles, mm. the mid title and the tag titles, but pushed the X division. Which is what they've done. They did that in TNA uh, when uh, Impact was TNA, mm. uh, and obviously they pushed it a lot, uh, and it worked. Um, mm. The the only issue I've got is that now I've got no problem belts not being on shows. I really, mm. really don't because it also it also builds. Mm. It's that balance of do people switch off because they're not seeing the belt, or do people tune in like they did in the olden days where the only belts you only ever saw a belt uh, title defense was on a pay per view. Yeah. Um, so as long as I'm happy with it as long as it's done right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with you with the good brothers, mm-hmm. uh, as in being tag champs. But then again, it's that whole thing of, other than the, other than the good brothers, who else yeah. on impact? Yeah, is viable for them belts. Yeah, now, unless they're going to bring somebody else in, mm. I can't. I can't. I can't see anyone else other than. Oh, unless they're going to build to like Saban and Saban and um, Storm winning it. Yeah, or, or even uh, Shearer and uh, Rowett winning it. I can't see a viable threat other than some shenanigans for the Good Brothers to take the belts <laughs> off and that and then that then be the transitional chance to give it to somebody else on impact. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Considering how much tag team talent AEW has, they've almost not gone the other way. Do you know what I mean? You think, yeah, well, you know when Private Party came in to challenge. It's almost a shame you could have kept AEW tag titles Changes coming in, but now it doesn't really work because Good Brothers arguably seem like they're more on AEWs now. So yeah, it's it's an interesting one. So it sounds like they have a bit of lack of tag team challenges and impact, really, um, yeah. or, or credible ones at least. So yeah, the complete opposite of AEW. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll, it'll sort itself out. And yeah. hopefully for me, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying what I'm watching. I really, <laughs> really am. It's been a very, very long time since I watched Impact, and I'll I'll put that out there live on 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 uh on screen um the last i never watched it through the um jeff jared um mm-hmm. buying the company uh, i lost i lost interest in it with the um um the the previous one i can't mm-hmm. even remember that's 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 how bad it is <laughs> that's how bad i am for not doing the research so i do apologize because it's not a question or it's not a thing that i were actually going to talk about uh without preparation because um i, I like me and you are together we are very passionate about the sport regardless of what people think about certain things and regardless of what people think about storylines and who's getting pushed what and who's getting fired and who's getting hired we like the product we like the wrestling Mm, um, and I think what Impact have been doing, as they've been, they've constant, regardless of the name changes, regardless of t- who's been taken, uh, and I'm high. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Brain's just gone back to gear. So, um, regardless of who's been taken over, the quality of wrestling in Impact has been, yeah, fun. it's been fantastic. It's just unfortunately the the politics behind the 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 uh, product. And the name changes in that has unfortunately put a um, a dampener on it. Yes, uh, yeah. but they've not stopped with the quality of work that people have done, and you can see that the people of that work there, the people that they've brought in, and unfortunately some people that have left, uh, you can see that um, through the quality of work that they've been doing, it's it's shone on screen. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And um, I'll, I'll big up Impact, and especially over the last two years, what they've been doing is is fantastic. Um, and I'm going to finish on just one thing, which uh, I'm going to uh, pass over to you. So as we're filming this, uh, yeah. we've previously, on the recent episode of Impact, seen the debut of another N- uh, New Japan Pro Wrestler, uh, who I've been... Uh, luckily enough to see wrestling in the UK, uh, and at that point he wrestled Pack. Yes, 
a brilliant, brilliant match. And that's El Fantasma. Um, he made his Impact uh, debut, and uh, obviously he won, which would have been the right thing to do. It would have been an awful debut if he hadn't. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, El Fantasma? Oh, so excited. You know, we, we tweeted out um, on our social media a few weeks back now, and it got quite a good response that I would have loved to have seen uh, El Fantasma ELP come in to challenge Darby Allen in, you know, this these kind of open challenges they're doing for the TNT title. Yeah. I just think he could have had so many good promos with him. So to see him come over either way, I was, I was absolutely delighted and really shocked, actually, because I, I just didn't see that happening. He is... Almost the uh, you know the uncrowned kind of prince of Bullet Club, I think, and he, he's very popular in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's got a very old school heel style thing where he talks like this and makes his point quite slowly, and I like you know I, I like that because it's almost a parody of it. And he is uh, he's got a fascinating story, and I recommend you go check out his his backstory. A very talented man, multi-talent, but I'm gushing a little here. Yes, very excited to see him over here. I only hope that it continues. As I said, he did win in his uh, debut. And as we were saying off air, I'd like to see him have some real involvement, whether it was a title chase, you know, or be involved with something bigger. That, you know, you've now had Kenta appear in AEW. You've now had El Fantasmo in Impact. You've got two a r- proper Bullet Club members now represented so eventually i would love to see a full-on bullet club crossover because we all would i just don't know uh i yeah. you know mega's working relationship with new japan pro wrestling ended quite bitterly and quite sourly when he left along with the young bucks and cody etc um a couple of years back so yeah where it's going to lead to i don't know but either way the forbidden door is almost being completely blown off its hinges and you know elp and other talent from new japan is is welcome you know we've seen it with finn juice um we've seen it with kenta and and now with el fantasmo so yeah great stuff really exciting to see you know i was really pleased with that um and it it gave him the showcase over here that he deserves really he's he's really talented and i recommend you go check out not only the match that jolly recommended um some of his wrestle kingdom matches the best you know he's a real kind of tall but like uh agile um cruiserweight you know like i said super juniors x division perfect so maybe yeah maybe fit him in x division but yeah uh, i've I remember, I remember after the show, I um, they were all selling the merch and that, and uh, Elf, uh, ELP was there just hanging out, and I uh, walked up to him and I just literally leaned over and went, because this was this was when the rumours were that he was going to New Japan, but yes. nothing had been said. Yeah, uh, it was just that he'd not he was a free agent, and that's so I went over to him and I just leaned next to him like that and just went, so are you going to New Japan? And he went. I can't say out. And I went, I won't tell anyone. And he went, honestly, I can't say out because I'll get told <laughs> off. And I went, all right then, I'll leave it there. And he went, see you soon. And I went, bye. That was, it. <laughs> that, that was the interaction. So, I can't say out, yeah. but I can't say out. And I'm like, so you are going then. And he went, I can't say, so you're not going, I can't say out. Yeah. If you give me a piece of paper and I write it down, I'll tell you that type of thing. And I just thought that one mean I just I've got much love for him. And as I said, if you're able to find them, um, if you're able to find the match um, online, if not, uh, check out. Keep uh, an eye on our social media. And if I'm able to find it, or yeah. at least be able to say where it is, 
um, then go check it. But um, yeah, so um, the Forbidden Door has um, opened over from Impact to AEW, and this is where I take uh, a sit back and let uh, my co-host, the Big Chocky T, take full centre stage. So Ooh, there you go, bud. Thank you. Yeah, take it easy, man. Yeah, that was a recap. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, where to start, really? The the Forbidden Door, my goodness. Yeah, I thought it couldn't be opened any further, but it's practically swinging off now, like I said, its hinges, because we are literally seeing like a, a deluge of talent now come in. Slowly, I might add, uh, but I think that's very smart. You know, no one's talking full invasion angle yet. You know, it's just been teased. What they've never really fully explained, I suppose, is like why these talents are here. No one's really spoken for New Japan, have they? You know, I understand Kenny's involvement. You know, he wanted to to be the collector. He wanted to get, you know, his hands on that belt. Don Callis was the bridge there. But we've not really seen, apart from the obvious Bullet Club connection, we've not really seen a real explanation. So maybe it'll build to something. Thing. But it's quite interesting how New Japan haven't got a uh, like a Scott Demore or a Tony Khan to, to represent their interest in why they're doing this. So I'm hopeful for that. But in the meantime, yeah, we, we've seen a lot of talent come through. A long may it continue. So just to carry on, you've covered Omega and Swan really well. Um, so I won't go on too much about that, except to say that it had a real big fight feel. Uh, you had the two referees, one representing Impact and one representing AEW. You had Tony Khan in the audience, along with uh, Jerry Lynn, who always seems to accompany him. So it had that real atmosphere. And we talked uh, previously about the fantastic job on commentary that Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown do. Yeah. But... They also brought in Mamma Mia, Mario Ronello. And my goodness, you know, he was missed. You know, he has been missed. So it's really good to see him on there. Um, some people have pointed out that it wasn't like the, the ultimate match. or the, the, But it was a good match. You know, it was a, a solid match. And yes, some people may have been disappointed by the somewhat predictable winner. But as we've already said, yes, it was always going to be that way, really. And they've achieved that goal. So good on Omega. And that's pretty much all we're going to say about, you know, impact. But yeah, I, I think it's 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 turned Omega. Now this we all wanted the old Kenny Omega back. And he has returned as the cleaner, but he's also elevated himself to the collector now. Um so it's almost a new persona. Previously as the cleaner it was quite a lot of dark clothing, shades, black gloves it was always based on Snake Pliskin from the film Escape from New York, a little bit of Albert Wesker, a little bit of anime villain. So what he's done now is, you know, he's brought in like the crocodile shoes and the extravagant jackets and the shirts. So he's actually evolved into something more than the cleaner now. You know, he is this brash champion who is being referred to as a god, you know, which is a bold statement, isn't it? To say you're a wrestling god. And I encourage you, if you haven't heard it, to to listen to Don Callis' intros, you know, at these pay-per-views on an impact. Because the way he introduces Omega, yeah, you, you, it is brilliant. Everyone else is compared to insects, former champions, etc., compared to the wrestling god. So he's got a lot to live up to. And he's doing an awful lot of work at the moment. When you think about potentially defending uh, the three slash four belts now. He's recently been challenged you know, in AAA or Triple R uh, by uh, Andreas, you know, who we haven't seen in a long time, you know, since he left um, uh, WWE. Um, and it was a really good promo and a bit of an excitement to see that. And we're possibly going to see, yeah. um, you know, some other cross championship matches come off of that. So the door has not only been open, but now it's almost swung another way uh, into the AAA world now, which is brilliant. So, 
yeah, Kenny's um, he's 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 really he's always been a good promo in my mind, but I, what he's generally getting now is good heat. And you only have to look at the interaction he had with Orange Cassidy and Tony Schiavone at Blood and Guts uh, to see how he can draw heat. You know, his his put downs of Orange Cassidy, treating him like an absolute joke. It was brilliant. And there is an element of realism in every good promo. And of course, like that's how Orange Cassidy seems to a lot of people still. So I'll get on to that and potentially their matchup that we might see at Double or Nothing. Um, but for now, I think, yeah, good on Omega for, for carrying a, a massive burden on his shoulder. Uh, but he's not doing that alone which is my next point you know we have the reformed kind of elite bullet club which i think they're probably calling themselves and the old new young bucks as i like to call them so this was really welcomed by me personally um to see the return of the bucks from new japan there's been a lot of criticism at matt and nick for the flip-flopping they had you know in this phase heel dynamic and i do agree with that and i was actually enjoying it maybe a little more when they were conflicted and it looked that they might have a real issue with Kenny and it looked like they might lead up to something, you know, but we've seen that we've seen the Bucks versus Omega when he was with Hangman. And we've even seen the Bucks versus um, Omega and um, Koto Ishiba before. So, you know, we've had that match. I think that emotional matchup that's been done. So, ultimately the Bucks turned uh, and have now joined uh, along with Gallows and Anderson arguably Don Callis, into the Bullet Club Elite. And they've gone back to their really heelish, really prick-like ways. They've got their Nikes and their Dior, like Jordans, that they bust out. Matt's gone back to really playing it quite cute a lot of the time on camera. And they're basically doing the Bullet Club from, you know, 2018, 2019. But I've got absolutely no problem with that. Um, I, liked, I, I, liked, I liked the bit on the um, the turnbuckle where he was just sat there and he's like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just like as you said it's um i agree with you there's been a lot of criticism regarding the whole bullet club um especially um the young books um because they're just playing the same characters mm-hmm. but because they're being a heel no one likes it but yeah. because they were classed as face before doing the exact same thing everyone liked it yeah. but personally i I'm fine with it. Um, I've always, I've always liked um, Young Bucks from the Ring of Honor days when they did the when they did the tour through uh, New oh. Japan to Ring of Honor and around the uh, around the country and around the world. Basically, their farewell tour before mm. they announced the AEW uh, part, uh, brand. And I actually, I thought it was, I, I actually really enjoy it. I think them too, as the the dicks that they are, mm. um, plays far better than the conflicting baby faces that they are. There's certain people that can pull off face and certain people that can pull off um, heel. Omega is fantastic as a heel. Mm -hmm. Um, Taz is fantastic as a heel. Young Bucks are fantastic as heels. Um, So, yeah, I I agree. I've I've got no problem with them at all playing what they are doing. Um, I don't know whether I'd wanted them to have joined up with... um, the young um the good brothers and and omega as soon as they did but i've got no issues with them joining up that that they had i thought it might have built to something a little bit longer down the line but yeah i've got no issues with them being part of that going back to how they are now yeah absolutely and i think it makes sense you know that it it happened because we talked about what 
Omega has on it. And for him to keep these belts, he needs all the backup he can get, doesn't he? You know, he needs to help with that load. He's got a lot of enemies at the moment. And, the, the you know, the Young Bucks, they delight in almost um, turning their own criticisms against, you know, them. So, yes, they played face for a long while. But, of course, they're enjoying themselves a lot more as heels. And, you know, in, in real life, they're good guys. They're both Christian boys. You know, you can tell that they, although they're very nice, they, they obviously enjoy being healed more. And who, and who wouldn't? You know, like Omega's having a time of his life. Gallows and Anderson are just being themselves, pretty much. But it must be really nice for those boys to all be back together again. And it warms my old heart, you know, to see yeah. that. Um, so I, I, I'm really, like, pleased with it. And my question was going to be, you know, the Young Bucks have not defended their titles too much. So it looks like we're going to go with SCU. Uh, with the caveat being um, that Christopher Daniels has already said that the next time they lose as a pair, him and Kazarian, Chris uh, CD will split from the group and we'll see the official end of SCU with Scorpio Sky already having left seemingly. So, you know, who do you see as like the next, you know, challengers for the Bucks? Moxley and Callahan, sorry, Moxley and Kingston are getting very involved in it, but I'll get onto that. I don't want to see it anymore. You know, what about yourself? Um, there is. I mean, I think they'll keep the belts. Uh, SCU will split. Um, they may not necessarily be a tag team, but they're there, they're there to help each other out, but they may not actually be officially a tag team. Um, it's quite interesting because there's quite a lot of good ones. I mean, um, I've op- we've openly said, or I've openly said to you and on social media that I'm huge fans of Butcher and the Blade. Um, mm-hmm. However, Butcher has just gone under surgery. Um and um, uh, hoping for a speedy recovery. Obviously, we 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 mentioned that and spoke to him online, and he said thank you very much. You'll be back soon. Um, that's somebody. That's a team that I'd love to see down the line. Now, whether that whether or not they'll do a heel versus heel team, I don't know. Um, I, if we're looking at faces, you've got um, you've got just uh, Jurassic Express. Um, <laughs> Could we see another ta- another chance of? I know they play the heel, but could we see? Do I, do we want to see uh, Private Party in there again? Um, mm. Could we see just as a filler? Could we see uh, Dark Order? Um, could we see um, even a partnership, depending on how uh, next week's episode of Dynamite goes? Uh, could we see a partnership of? Uh, Darby Allen and uh, Lance Hoyt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because obviously we've seen Lance Hoyt um, uh, getting and help Sting and uh, Darby Allen the, in uh, over the past several weeks. Um, could we see just fillers like um, Varsity Blondes? Um, Claimed. Yeah. yeah. As I said, there's, yeah. There's, pl- there's plenty of there. But, like as we talked about on the impact side of it, is it just filler until the team that they are going to face is going to be available? Uh, I'm not saying, unfortunately, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that there's, you know, uh, in a circle, we could say in a circle. uh, Yeah. Any member of them, you could have, um, you know, Jericho um, and Hager, you could have Jericho. Uh, and uh, uh, Guevara, you could have um, you could have uh, Ortiz and um, Santana on there. 
So out of all that, there is quite a big number of teams that uh, would be very, very good. But as we said before about the taking the belt off Omega, or who's the strongest opponent, I'm not sure yet. And whether or not they will push that just yet. They might sit that on the back burner a little bit um, just to build. In my eyes, the way that they've been doing it is that Young Bucks are a very strong team. And yeah. Pickle have got their own thing, so we're not going to see an FTR again um, mm. for the titles just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I would say sit Young Bucks back, let them be the overview like how Omega's doing. Yes. And let everyone else build the division and fight and whoever comes out on top will be presented as a strong opponent instead of just a someone just to take the win over. Yeah, so, I think the way it's done at the moment is it possibly looks like Moxley and Kingston because I was going to talk about how even though they're still getting involved with Omega, that storyline for me is done now. You know, him and Omega should should leave it for a while. And I mean Moxley, you know, and you've got a really good natural tag team, tag team with um, Kingston and Moxley. So, yeah, let them have a crack. You know, they've had their differences with the Young Bucks. They've had their feud. And I think because you have a pay-per-view over so many months, you're going to have to come up with someone credible. So for me, yeah, transition... Moxley and Kingston, a bit like they did with the Good Brothers, transition them away from Omega and more to focus on the Young Bucks. In the meanwhile, let the pinnacle, like I said, start doing their thing, start winning their titles. And to be honest, the overall picture I see is when Omega maybe eventually gets dethroned and we see the destruction of the Elite Bullet Club, the pinnacle might become focus of the show. And which you'd have MJF going after the title, you know, you'd have TNT with um, Sean Spears and yeah, Pinnacle, sorry, FTR winning back the title. So I think maybe the Pinnacle have to rise to the top at some point after their recent blood and guts victory, you know, like they have to be elevated now. So yeah. it'd be really interesting to see. They've got a, a almost a unique challenge that there's so many credible opponents sometimes. But like you said, at the moment, we all kind of know that the elite is in like a holding pattern waiting for the right challenges, which leads me conveniently on to my next point, which is Hangman Page shockingly losing to Brian Cage. And I don't know if you yeah. saw this. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a good match. But everyone obviously is anticipating Hangman to be the one to dethrone Omega. And I'm not saying that won't still happen, but I thought it was really refreshing to currently derail a bit of momentum and have team Taz get a big win back. You know, it was keeping everyone level. So I'm not going to say that it's been swept under the carpet, but I don't think they made a big enough deal about Brian Cage winning that because suddenly it's thrown a bit of a spanner in the works, isn't it? But perhaps it's given Hangman a hurdle to overcome and keep him busy because Omega's got a lot of belts to defend. He's got to keep that busy. And Hangman but needs to be there in the background. So he needs feuds, doesn't he, before they eventually meet. So I don't know what you thought about Hangman losing, but it's he couldn't have just kept winning, I suppose, but... I'm not sure if Brian Cage, it was unusual to think, see a loss on Dynamite to potentially your long-term number one contender in yeah. Adam Page. For, for me, I thought um, it, it was, it was, it came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it. Out of, for, to keep them both strong, I, will, I would have expected them to be like a, um, a DQ loss or something like that. Um, but I thought the way that they did it, which was very good, which was uh, catching him before the bell um, yes. helped build that momentum of is he going to be you've got Brian Cage who's a beast mm. uh, uh, and for him to attack him before the bell means that Page is on the back foot and yes. 
uh, you've caught him off guard. Um, and obviously, he got pinned at the end um, cleanly. Um, but it shows that, um, you know, the story there, it, it shows more than just going in, wrestling, and coming out. Um, the only way that Cage could beat him was to attack him from behind. Mm-hmm. If it had been in the ring, would we have seen the same outcome? Would it have been as... Would would the outcome would have been as shocking? Mm. Or would the outcome would have diluted Page's run as much as it did? Um, I don't... I, I think... It was the right. I think it was the right thing to do. And like mm-hmm. you were saying, with the whole thing of, you know, Page's ideally Page would be the one, yeah, to take Omega out eventually. Um, but with Omega doing other things and being away, like we talked about, Finjuice not always going to be on Impact because they're they're signed with uh, New Japan. Uh, Omega's got his own stuff to do because he's got he's obviously got belts everywhere else and he's got to make commitments. Um, you could also you could have the young bucks take front reign while they do their own thing, but um, I thought yeah I thought it was a, I thought it was a good thing to do yeah uh, with with Cage um, yeah I agree with the why isn't Taz now going to what going to Tony Khan or getting on commentary during the matches during the next week's match um, like through blood and guts and that saying you know. We've beaten your number one contender. Yeah. So why, why has Cage, sorry, uh, why has Brian Cage not been acknowledged as you know mm. this should have shot him straight up to be number one or if not number two? Yeah. Now they could do that because obviously you've got uh, Pack and uh, Orange Cassidy as number one and two already. So. Yeah. They may may be waiting until that finishes, as in that match is over and done with, before putting that in. Because obviously, if he turns around and says, "Well, Cage has beaten," uh, sorry, Cage has beaten um, Page, then would that skew with your number one and two contenders? Yes. Now that's done, he can now come back and say, like he did with Christian a couple of weeks later. Look, we've waited ages. This is me speaking now. He could wait till after this week's, uh, this upcoming week's dynamite, and say, "Right, you've got your number one and two contender. Cage um, has beaten um, the Hangman, so shouldn't he be next in line yeah. to be a contender for Omega, or should he be? Could he should be shot straight to the top to take on your now number one contender?" Um, potentially, I don't know, but I thought yeah. it, I thought it was I thought it was good. It was nice to see Team Taz get a win. Yes, big win. Yeah, big win. Um, especially over the last few weeks, it was nice to see Brian Cage get that win. Mm. Um, but ultimately, I liked the way that they did it, and I thought it kept him strong, kept him as a beast, and it didn't take anything away from Hangman Page, um, knowing that he'd been beaten cleanly because he yeah. had. An attack from behind. Um, whereas if it had been pinned there and then without being attacked, I think his stock would have been a lot lower than people okay. would have given credit for. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
I agree with that. You know, it is good to see Team Taz have a win. They've been on a few pay-per-view, like, lost streak, really. You've had um, a bit of dissension in the ranks as well. You know, we've seen Cage show his respect to Sting. You've seen Will Hobbs then respect Christian Cage after his loss to him. You know, so it looked for all intents and purposes they might try to split. But Team Taz are literally one of my favourite parts of Dynamite. So I don't want to see them split. I want to see, you know, Ricky Starks lost to Hangman Jade. You know, I want to see Starks get elevated. I want to see cage and i think on a more general point doesn't that say a lot about aw that you feel like there's multiple people that you want to see elevated and you feel like should be in the spotlight you know like cage and like stark they've got such a lot of talent they've done a, such a good job of balancing out some of these wins and losses sometimes that you never feel like someone isn't that close to the title scene you know and i really like that so yeah i mean um, yeah, sorry. I mean, no, no, I was just going to, uh, before you jump onto your next point, I was just going to finish that. If you're only tuning into Dynamite, Team Taz looks awful. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But you've got to remember, and this is why on social media we push, I mean, anyone should push anyway, but we push the shows uh, for from uh, Dark Elevation and uh, AEW Dark. Mm. All that tag team, all that Team Taz is on there as well and they're picking up the wins on there so oh, if yeah. you look at if you just purely look at dynamite you look and go why are they these a viable threat there they've won one match in nine mm-hmm. but don't forget that they've been on other shows that you may not necessarily tune into and that's where they've been getting the wins which is obviously where as we talk about later Britt baker's been getting stuff yeah but so don't don't think um team taz are, are not a threat it's just that they've not been, unfortunately, given the wins that they should mm. be on cable TV. Mm. Uh, and I think that's where they need to start slightly changing it because otherwise, why would you be invested in a team? Yeah. Why, would, why would Cage be at number one in the rankings when everyone else is losing? So give it, give it time and hopefully it will, it will feed, bleed off onto t- weekly shows. But if you want to see how good the team Taz is and you haven't watched any of it yet, just go watch it free on YouTube on their weekly dark shows and weekly dark elevations because they are fantastic, especially with the the uh, indie unsigned um, wrestlers on there as well as the AEW signed stars. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, go on then. I'll let you carry on. Sorry about that. No, no, good show. It's an excellent point. You know, someone like Ricky Starks, his win streak going up against Hangman, they both had quite a good undefeated record for 2021. And a lot of those victories would have come on Dark as well, or Elevation, you know. So you're, you're absolutely right. Like, they, they get some great wins on there, and they're worth checking out, uh, as are the shows in general, especially Elevation, I find. Um, yeah. So I wanted to um, move on conveniently. Sorry, let me just check my notes. Um, to someone you just mentioned uh dmd i'm gonna write on the screen um heel heel queen dr Britt baker um we talked well wow almost months ago in even on um i think uh, the turnbuckle arms we mentioned how Britt was the inevitable you know uh challenger to hikari shida and we mentioned you know at the time a lack of decent challenges now they've done some good work you had ty conti you know challenge shida recently you had the women's tournament they've kept them away from each other for long enough that now's the time you know we've had Britt 
uh, and Thunder Rossi. We've had that feud now, and that was fantastic. You know, so what they've got now is a brilliant situation. Even coming off that loss, I might add uh, to Russell, where you've got Brit as the number one contender versus Sheeta, the the fighting champion. You know, so this is now officially set for double or nothing. Uh, which will be at the end of this month is one of only two matches set so far. So it's definitely, you tend to find that the, the, the biggest matches are the ones they set first, you know, the ones that have got the most stockings. These are the ones that are pre-planned the most. So yes, I look forward to Dr. Baker's inevitable dethroning of Sheeta. And I would be shocked if that didn't happen. Now, I don't know about you, Joy, but yeah, it seems obvious, doesn't it? That she will be the heel champion and, you know, it will move on from there. Well, do you, do you see Sheeta winning this one at all? Um, well, we've we've talked on a previous episode, on our first episode uh, last month. As you said, we we were uh, as part of the um, Temple Clans podcast. Uh, we talked about uh, AEW and Impact itself, um, and we discussed Britt Baker in length. Um, and I agree. Um, I think he's openly said Tony Khan has openly said that uh, he's going to do a sellout of five thousand five hundred. Yeah. Uh, at the show um, and we have said numerous times on social media and um, on here that if you're going to do it you do it right and hold it off uh, for Britt Baker to win in front of a crowd now whether it's in the front of 5,000 whether it's in, in front of 200 or 20,000 it doesn't matter it's that live crowd that you're going to get and I think what they've done and you, you rightly uh, and we've said before and you bang on uh, on regarding keeping her away with the mm. feud with uh, Rossa has been brilliant mm. because it's 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 hard to be on a weekly show where you can keep them two people away and the fact that Rossa as NWA as well um, has helped elevate um, the the in anticipation for her to get to that title spot. And the fact that she's turned around and said, well, I'm going to wrestle on dark. I'm going to wrestle on elevation because the more wins I get, the more higher I'll get. And then obviously uh, she'd have beat um, Ty Conti in a fantastic match. And straight away, Britt Baker walked out and just went, (laughs) (laughs) and next. And we openly said, it's going to be double or nothing. Yeah, we We did. Instead, I mean, a lot of people have agreed with us, and a lot of people have said it themselves that they won't, they won't do it on a blood and guts. They won't do it on a weekly show. They'll wait until their next big, big one, which is double or nothing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's right. Um, we've said before, and I agree with, you, and I still agree with you that I think it'd be a bad decision not to give the belt to Britt Baker now, um, yes. especially at double or nothing. Um, Touchwood, Touchwood, nothing happens to Britt Baker now. Yeah. Keep yeah. her away from any type of match. Keep her away from, just put her in bubble wrap and stick her in storage <laughs> for three weeks. <laughs> because we've seen it before. Yes. We've we've watched it before where someone's been building up to a match and something's happened and it's derailed. And yeah. it's been, we've talked about it from, we've seen it from the uh, arrival of AEW all the way through to her injury and everyone were just disappointed with that because they knew that was her run. Um, I've openly said on here that I've mm. never been a fan of her, but ever since seeing her build her momentum up, um, mm. I absolutely love Britt Baker, the character, the person, no matter mm. how you want to look at it, 
Um, and I think, yeah, this is the time. She'd has had it for long enough. Not yeah. saying that she isn't a fighting champion. Not saying she isn't a deserving champion. Mm-hmm. But we need a bit of fresh air now to that women's division. Yeah. Because Britt Baker can fight faces and heels. She mm-hmm. has that ability to be a person that you love to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, to build and build and build. Who's going to take that? Again, like we talked about Omega. Who's going to be the one that takes it off them? Who's yeah. going to be the one to build up? And then for her to just smack them away and go, nope, next. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you're a face, if whether you're a face or a heel, whether you're in a NWA, whether you're on Impact, or whether you're unsigned, she will be able to get the best out of you, and you will be able to wrestle a fantastic match with somebody who is so talented in the ring that mm. it's, it's incredible that um, she hasn't been in certain places uh, in such. A, I mean, she's not only she's she's been wrestling for for, for quite a number of years, but mm. the fact that she's been elevated uh, in a way, and people are still she's still making herself relevant without mm-hmm. people turning off is 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 fantastic. So yeah, I think uh, the days are numbered for Sheeda, and the days counting down uh, for a new champion. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I love a heel champion that would do whatever it takes, you know, and will repeatedly defend the belt, but it'll just win and it'll just slip away, you know, and just keep the title. She's got Raber Rebel there to, to help her with that. You know, we, we when famously see and Punk had his very long plus 400 day reign, you know, he was great at that and he would always squirm out of it, even if it seems inevitable he would lose. And I want to see the same from Sheeta. Flair did the same for a long time. I, I love a heel champion who, yeah, just escapes from the jaws of victory. What I don't want to see, though, yeah, I want to see a good, like, really tough battle with her and Sheeta. I don't mind if she cheats to win. That's the, the heelish nature, isn't it? You know, but what I want to see after that is her somehow escape for even over a year and why not do it a double or nothing you know we've often baited what is AEW's wrestlemania is it all out or arguably is it the anniversary show where it all began you know you could say that was double or nothing so you know perhaps double or nothing is the big one so two final points um i'm probably going to cover blood and guts more and the next month recap because it's more you know it's more of this month and the dust hasn't quite settled on that yet there's a lot of debate online i do want to get into it about what well i'll tell you what uh live on live as we're doing this now we might uh we might do a uh thing of impact and we'll do a bit obviously um we can talk about a bit more of the aftermath not just the show um, we can do like a full recap of everything that's going on. So we might do a, um, we'll probably do a, a Blood and Guts um, post-show review and um, basically critics review what people have got said on online and everything like that. So we might do a, might do a bigger um, Blood and Guts review. I know people have done it in, over, the next, over the past few weeks, but we'll do, if you want, we'll do a bit more in depth. Uh, as what of everything yeah there's a lot to cover in that you see and I, I i feel like we don't necessarily have the time to cover that today so i wanted to give it his time you know i won't talk too much about it for now we'll save that for the show but yeah, yeah. we all think um but what my point i wanted to make was not only was it a fantastic free uh 
arguably pay-per-view level match or matches that they put on um but having a crowd there was brilliant and you notice that crowd so much AEW have obviously had crowds but this was the biggest crowd they've had to date and it just felt special which led on to the encounter between omega and orange cassidy and just having that crowd react to not only that but the segment with miro as well which i particularly admired uh, it was it was really great to have that crowd there so you would hope at double or nothing yeah you get that five thousand crowd you know they can have it was going to be at the mgm grand originally in las vegas a place i've been fortunate enough to go and that's that's a fairly big place so you're unlikely to get that sold out back at jacksonville yeah sure thing you know sell it out get the five thousand fans in there they have got so good and so used to running shows there now in a covid safe environment i don't see why not and what a delight that would be to open it up hear the familiar tones of siobhan and ross and excalibur and you see the crowd there and it pans around it'll be brilliant so it's looking like well, yeah sorry no, no, so we know it can work because we've had wrestlemania we've had uh, the previous a uh, couple of weeks ago we had ufc um so we know it can work it's just a matter of they'll they'll obviously have to uh, at the moment they're having to contain it where they are they're making use uh, as you've openly said and we've said many a times aw are good at making a bad situation work and making use of what they've got and they've got the ability to have the back end of the jacksonville jaguars stadium yeah fantastic um, so the fact that they're able to just call that home for the time being instead of moving around or they, they can, all right, yeah, the first couple of weeks might have been a bit shaky, but they've got to the point where it's sweet. It's a, it, They know how to work it because it's their own product. It's their own show. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see the, the, the camera pan mm. to a crowd and them all cheering um, for, for what will be, in essence, as you said, the first show since before yeah, it's going to be what 14 months in front yeah, of the yeah, revolution 2020 yeah that, yeah which is crazy yeah no, it, yeah yeah oh um it's going to be special i hope you know and i like double or nothing you know they're always good shows i was just going to final point I was going to mention about who will be in the main event and it's looking unless they go with a sheet of baker main event which would be interesting um it's looking like it's going to be uh omega versus uh orange cassidy now it's not to say it definitely will be pack and cassidy are going to have that match to see who will be the number one contender we've already seen pack previously and omega have some amazing matches don't get me wrong but i think most people are intrigued by seeing the difference in styles between the king of sloth style uh oc orange cassidy and uh kenny omega you know omega is very hard-hitting impact strikes um cassidy's we've seen is very unique style so for me personally i'd like to see that the interactions between them would be brain i can see omega getting infuriated with cassidy you know and his lack of just engagement on anything slapping it why why aren't you you know saying anything i can see him losing his shit with that so i would like to see orange cassidy infuriate him as he did pack when they had their fantastic match yeah. i want to say back at all out some time ago um yes. but yeah that was a real breakout night for for orange cassidy and he's done wonders since he's had great battles with jericho he can prove he can be quite a draw is he gonna win 
No, absolutely not. But will it be entertaining? Yes. And if you can't make a credible challenger, at least make an entertaining match. And I think this is what we'll see here. So, yeah, really looking forward to that. It's obviously not the kind of main event match that you really want from Double or Nothing, you know, against someone like a Page, you know, or like a Brian Cage or someone that you really feel is going to give it to Omega. But it will be entertaining. So I look forward to Double or Nothing. I guess it's going to be Young Bucks SCU. If that doesn't happen before, which it might do, I think. Um, Sheeda, Baker, um, and then Darby. I think he's fighting Miro next week. And yeah, he is. I respect that. But uh, I've said to you last show, I like my titles to be defended on pay-per-views, you know, really, and build it up a bit. And these open challenges are very noble and they're great matches. And it is a TV title, arguably. But I would like to see uh, Miro Derby at Double or Nothing, especially as I'm utterly convinced Miro is going to win. And I guess that's my final question to you. Do you see Derby Allen losing to Miro, who I would like probably should hold a title? Um, I mean, don't get... I've, I like what Miro's been doing. Obviously, we um, we send our thoughts to Kip Sabian, who's uh, out injured. Yeah, which yeah. Is why he uh, got hurt yeah. um, on the previous week. Yeah. Um, and what we saw at Blood and Guts, where he got thrown down the stairs. Um, Darby Allen, sorry. Um, I could see Miro taking that belt. Mm. Um I, unless something happens to keep that belt on Derby, as in unless somebody um, interferes in that match, I can't see Miro losing. Mm. Um, Because one, if Derby is hurt, then it would be a good way to go out because you're going out to somebody like Miro, Mm. uh, who is... um, um, who is a monster at the moment and he's something that he's now able to go do. You know, if he'd have come in straight away, uh, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, if he'd have come in straight away, he'd have been a lot better. Yeah. But if he'd have come in straight away, like the whole thing we talked about before with Darby Allen and uh, Lance Hoyt, Darby Allen and Brian Cage, they'd have burnt him out too quick. Yes, yeah, I agree. He'd have, have just been another person. Yeah, another fa- yeah, yeah. Whereas okay. now he's come in and he's now shown his true colours by saying, look, I am here. I am here to win titles. doesn't mm. matter who you are. I am mm. coming for you, which means a credible threat, potentially, for Omega down the line. Something yeah. that we talked about that we haven't... Uh, something that I did think about while we were talking about tag team, you've got the Lucha Brothers. Yes. Sorry, so I completely forgot about them. So mm. please don't please don't come and batter me, Eddie. Uh, on social media, I do apologise. Um, but then you've got, and as like you said, with um, uh, Moxley and Kingston with them as well. Um, I think, for me, I it's 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 hard. I mean, like on your previous one with uh, with Orange Cassidy and um, as as the winner, um, Pack is someone that I'd love to see get a, a shot. But it's... again, I want to see it further down the line. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to see it now. You've got so many people that are ready to pounce yeah. on Omega, and yeah. you've got so many people like you've got so many people that are ready to pounce on Darby Allen that mm. you don't want them all to just happen straight away. Yeah, you burn them all out. You don't want it on free telly, like we were talking about with others. You want you want the fillers 
as much as they're all fantastic wrestlers, there's certain people that you're never going to see hold a belt. Yeah, true. certain people are are fantastic at making a match and building out a storyline and building out the wins for somebody else, for then someone else to take the belt away from them. Miro is an example. He's fantastic in the ring. He's fantastic on the mic. Yeah. He's now found his feet, being who he is. And as we talked about on the last month's uh, on our bumper episode, um, he's somebody that is a viable threat that would take the belt off of Darby Allen. It's nothing you don't take anything away from Darby Allen. Um, but you don't want to push him too much to Kenny Omega because you've got so many people sat there waiting to yeah. bite at Kenny Omega that mm. he's just going to be another fish in the sea. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think to put the belt on him would be brilliant because not only is it a viable threat, you've got so many fresh uh, opponents now uh, to go against Miro. You can build him and build him and build him like they did with Brody Lee mm-hmm. uh, and like they've done with Darby Allen. And it's a it's a belt that basically takes precedence over the AW World Championship because it's the TNT Championship. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it doesn't play second. It doesn't need to play second fiddle because it doesn't. Kenny Omega, as we've said at the beginning of the show, on with the Impact side, Kenny Omega is bigger than AEW yeah. and Impact. He can just come and go as he wants, and he doesn't need to be there for people to tune in. I mean, he, I mean, hats off to him for hitting million over a million, being number yeah. one cable uh, on cable uh, over the past few weeks. It's been it's been really really good to see that they've been consistent enough to have more than just a one off week mm-hmm. where yeah. they um, hit a million people and the fact that they've hit number one on cable uh, is just a testament to show you to show just how invested AEW are in the product yeah. and how TNT are invested in the product because if they weren't they they won't be putting them where in prime time slots. Yeah, uh, right. So they clearly are. They clearly can see that there's a future for the business. Um, and going back to uh, the 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 point, um, yeah, um, Darby Allen losing the belt is not a bad thing. Go get himself sorted. And even if he comes back and then challenges, if Miro's got the belt at the time, he can have his. He can. He can. We can have that angle of saying, "I was not 100. percent That is why you beat me." Mm. I've beaten bigger and harder people than you. I'm not 100. Mm. percent And you've got Ethan Page turning around and saying, "Hey, hang on a minute. Mm. I took him out. I want a chance at this belt." Yeah. And then you've yeah. got Ethan Page versus Miro yeah. with Scorpio Sky, who has also yeah. had a chance at the uh, TNT title. Yeah. Uh, so you've got you've got so many um, branches sure. of storyline. Yeah. That yeah. is going to work really well by having a fresh face of Miro. If Darby Allen hadn't have been a hundred percent, then maybe uh, he would have won the kept the belt. But to put so much stock in Miro right now, the best thing to do would be to give him a belt, if mm. not the main title, give him that belt and make yeah. him your face of the product, which is obviously what TNT is. Um, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Darby. Darby has been a fantastic champion. The matches he's had with Jungle Boy, the matches he's had with uh, Christian Cage, the matches that he's had 
um, with uh, the Dark Order, numerous Dark Order members, have all elevated, not just him, but others, to a level where they've gone, wow, these are fantastic. But then again, wow, they don't need the belt. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah. doesn't need the belt, but it needs to go on to somebody else to, mm. as we've talked about before on other on on with other titles, just just to put a bit of fresh uh, a, a fresh face on it for fresh matches because yeah. you can only have so many people. Darby Allen can't beat everyone. No, no, he can't. But, no. but Miro can, and he yeah. can he can win it in a heelish way. As yeah, we've yeah. said about Baker, it's okay to win the belt and yeah. be heelish because oh, yeah. it's easier to keep the belt as a heel. It's harder to keep the belt as a face because yes. you've got because yeah. you've got to follow a certain criteria and a certain blueprint. Yeah. So exactly. But yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah I, I can't wait. I can't wait for this week and um, the matches that are coming up at um, Double or Nothing. I'd be I'd be quite intrigued to see who if we he's right and Mira wins. Uh, whether Ethan Page gets that shot at double or nothing because of him saying, "Well, I I helped you yeah. win that by making him not hundred percent." So yeah, it'd be good. Um, I unfortunately, yeah, I think I'll go with Miro, but I'm not taking it. That's not taking anything with Darby away from Darby Allen. I just think he's just not hundred percent at the moment. I agree with that. You know, and yeah, you you have the obvious. It, most likely outcome, Miro wins with the help of Page and Sky, leading into an Ethan Page versus Miro feud. You know, yeah, based on exactly that. So I think by the end of this month, fifty percent of their champions will be will be new champions. You know, I think yeah. So it will be really interesting to 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 see where that goes, really. You know, and to to see what's up next. Uh, we mentioned before how they do a really good job of keeping the belts on them for the right amount of time, but yeah. I think. Now is the time to change the women's and the TNT, but keep the heavyweight and keep the tags. And that way, you know, you do in, intrigue 50% of that audience to say, oh, look, we've got new champions. Yeah, I, I go with Miro. You, you said it exactly right. You can almost tell by the way he's been brought in, not immediately pushed, that they had so much special plans for him. And I think this is it. So I'm going to kind of leave it there because I think that's probably the, the right time. Um, but yeah, um, you know, really good product. Like you said, Impact doing really well. Fantastic pay-per-views. Uh, during the worst era of our probably lives, you know, that we've had to go through recently. And then AEW hitting record figures, you know, arguably moving their biggest challenge in NXT to another night, you know, and then, yeah, becoming, you know, one of the biggest shows in cable. So both of our products, it's it's a good time for him. Yeah. Well. yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, so as we've just discussed, uh, we'll do a yep. an in depth um, mm. as we've decided. We'll do an in depth uh, guts and uh, blood and guts show next uh, next show, um, which uh, I may even uh, push or push you over and do a little bit myself. Obviously, uh, <laughs> we'll review the um, we'll review the highlights as we normally do from the past four weeks. Uh, we'll we'll have a look at what the outcome uh, of the show of Under Siege was, uh, as a, as well as um, if we do this beforehand, then yeah. we will do uh, a look at uh, Double or Nothing, or even we might do a special one-off Blood and Guts separate show, um, just as a uh, as a separate because obviously there's a lot to go through. We've got three pay-per-views yeah. that we're going to be talking about, um, and yeah, so. Uh, I'd just like to say thank you to uh, the um, the Nick to my Matt Jackson. 
Well, I was going to say for impact the um, the crazy Steve to my black Taurus yes. um, <laughs> uh, for joining me once again on this uh, on the second show. As I said, yes, we're a little bit raw. Um, yes, we could get better, and we will. It's just something that we because we love the product. We are we are not squeaky clean. We're not polished. That's not what we are. We that's what this this that is what this network is it's everyone have their own way their own views uh and we all come together to be on the um jonah's net uh, podcasting network um for you guys out there to check us all out um so before we say bye-bye i'd just like to say uh again thank you for uh, big chocolate tea for joining me on this uh second episode um you'll be able to find us on youtube all your various platform um, podcasts, uh, whether that be Anchor, whether that be Spotify or iTunes. Um, check us on our socials. We're on Instagram at uh, Bear and Chocky Tea. We're on Twitter uh, at Bear and Chocky Tea as well. Just type in, literally just type in the Bear and Chocky Tea Wrestling uh, Recap. You'll be able to find us on there. Um, we'll talk about other things, whether it be weekly shows, uh, rumours uh, on there as well. Uh, we'll also share um various friends uh interviews with stars from the impact and AEW world as well as um just our thoughts on just general uh generally what's going on um for the weekly shows so yeah thank you very much for joining us um again uh you can check us on our uh socials um talk to us online uh, there you can also we'll put the links in down low you can also send us emails um also dm us any questions that you want us to uh answer um uh for future episodes or even anything that's just come up that you want to get our uh, our opinions on uh, yeah. which is always quite cool to do because uh, we want to broaden our horizons and not just talk about me uh, between me and chris we want to get the public out there um all the fans um so yeah as I said, the, the last thing would be to do, as I said, plug uh, Wrestling with Podders Network. We're on there. Uh, fantastic creators on there. Uh, articles, reviews, podcasts, interviews, you name it. We've all got you covered. So, yeah, as I said, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Check us out next week. And if not, uh, sorry, next month. Um, and if uh, you want to check us out beforehand, just check us out on social media. And until then, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>